It is Friday, June 30th. I'm Scott Seidenberg. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. James Harden on the move. And the NFL cracking down. Here comes the Vegas truth. This is Straight out of Vegas. We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day. Four players suspended from the NFL for NFL gambling violations. James Harden opting in to his player option, but the Sixers expected to trade him. What is the Vegas lead, Scott? Let's. Uh, we got to get into James Harden, and I'll hold uh, my bias to the side because people think that I'm just a James Harden hater. Yeah, your bias or your astute observations over many years. Exactly. That's that. That's my defense, McKenzie. This may be the thing that we have the most in common. Yeah. Right. Hate <laughs> James Harden. Pretty Although, much. And and I when I say people think I hate James Harden, I actually do. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> I met him. Dislike him. It's uh, not a. Uh, it's not like a. Oh yeah. People just have this this weird observation about me that's not <laughs> true. No, I I don't like him. I don't think he's a. I, I think he's a very good basketball player that is a uh, a, a general loser. So, mm. um, yeah, I, I think our opinions are pretty close on him. All right, well, let's lead, though, with the big sports betting story, and that is the NFL suspending four players for gambling violations. Isaiah Rogers and Rashad Berry, formerly of the Indianapolis Colts. Free agent Demetrius Taylor suspended for the entire season. Well, actually, it just says indefinitely. Yeah, through at least – one season. Yeah, which means that they're going to have to like apply for reinstatement yeah. and then meet with Goodell and then determine whether or not they are the, allowed The question back. will be, are these guys guys who will be wanted in the league after a year is really what it boils down to. Probably in the XFL next season. And Titans offensive tackle Nicholas Petit Frere. Did I pronounce that correctly? Yeah, probably the best player that was suspended, uh, and he's going to get six games for betting on non-NFL sports mm-hmm. at the workplace. Like, do your job, bro. Like, just, you know, when you go to the office, go play football. There's a lot of hours in between practice and meetings. They're not doing much. They're playing video games. Maybe so. They're talking. Well, and they're they're betting on uh, the summer league game. They're betting on the NBA draft, apparently. We're finding out more information about the type of bets that were placed. And Rodgers, who was the guy that, you know, kind of led the the way here with all the articles that were written. He's the kick returner quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts, uh, who was waived, as well as uh, Barry. They were both waived. But according to reports, upwards of 100 bets were placed by Rodgers, including a wager on his own team, the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, and it was a, a prop bet. A one, so most of his bets were in the $25 to $50 range, mm-hmm. which apparently doesn't matter. As we said yesterday morning about Calvin Ridley, it doesn't really matter how much you're wagering. It's it's illegal for NFL players to do it. So yep. it, it doesn't matter if it's $5 or, or $1,000. Uh, but he placed a $1,000 prop bet on a rushing total by a Colts running back. And Maybe that, it was like under Jonathan Taylor, over Taylor, whatever it feels was. Feels like last year it would have had to have been under Jonathan Taylor. I don't know how Maybe. many times Jonathan Taylor went over last year, but it yeah. couldn't have been many. Uh, but either way, that that particular wager certainly is a red flag because it won. It won. Yeah. It was twenty x his normal bet size, mm-hmm. and it was on his own team. 
that that is kind of a uh, alarm bells going off. Like Matty Holt's company is certainly yeah. looking at that and going, hmm, hmm, see. <laughs> so it, it makes sense that there would be. Uh, you know, some punishment for that. Um, yeah, that's obviously the one that raises the red flags. And we, we've we talked about this. Once you start betting on your team, that's where things get, you know, that's where everybody gets concerned because that's the inside information. That's the nefarious stuff. That's everybody thinking that the game is fixed or whatnot. What information did he have? What was it? Was it just game plan information? Did he know that they were going to run the ball a lot or not run the ball a lot? Did he have injury information? Did he know that? And I'm not saying it was Taylor. It could have been somebody else. Could have been Zach Moss. I don't know. Did, did he know that the player was not going to play and therefore he bets the under? Either way you slice it, you cannot have this. The NFL needs to distance themselves from this situation as quickly as possible. Well, it's funny because, you know, it, the Colts go ahead and cut their guys. They cut both those players. Yeah, of course. They got to get rid of it, too. But they don't have to. Because yes, they do. Here's the deal. Like, the Lions, earlier this season, four Lions players were suspended for gambling violations. Uh, wide receiver Quintez Cephas, safety C.J. Moore were suspended indefinitely for betting on NFL games. And then wide receivers Jamison Williams and Stanley Berryhill were suspended for six games mm-hmm. each for mobile betting at the Lions uh, facility. Which is what Petit Frere is, uh, is suspended for. So the Lions then released Cephas, Moore, and Berryhill. Didn't release Jamison Williams. Obviously, One, because I wonder why. Because talent outweighs distraction. Thank you. Uh, why do you think that uh, the Titans haven't made an announcement saying, uh, we're getting rid of our starting right tackle. We're dumping this guy because he made some bets at the facility. Mm-hmm. No, they're not doing that. Yeah, in, uh, a, in a statement to ESPN, Petit said, uh, third, the, the betting I engaged in was not NFL-related and was legal under Tennessee law. It is only being sanctioned because it occurred at the Titans facility. Now, this one, I almost, like, don't feel as strongly about— well, not almost. I don't feel as strongly about his— gambling as I do about Rodgers because for Rodgers first off betting on your own team is to me that's just immediate you're done but the other thing was the bets were placed um by friends of Rodgers so this is him outsourcing his wagering and they were bets in Florida where sports betting is not even legal so, so he's like betting, they're betting offshore or they're betting through a bookie and he's outsourcing it so he doesn't get caught. That's a little, that's, to me, there's a lot more shady shit going on with Rodgers than, you know, Petit Frere. Yeah, than him betting on something that's totally unrelated yeah, to like the betting NFL. Ba- and, and betting in a state where it's legal. Yeah. Yeah. I, again, I, I, there's certainly levels to it. Um, you know, these guys losing their jobs now. Again, I think the guys losing their jobs are losing their jobs because they were probably borderline to begin with. Notice Calvin Ridley didn't lose his job. Like, it's... Well, he's back this year, yep. So, if, you, if you're the kind of player who's got enough pull, you can, you can fade this at least long enough to get back out of your suspension. Uh, but these other guys were borderline roster guys. And... Uh, if there's decisions to be made, and there's certainly decisions every every offseason, how are we going to build this roster? How are we going to build this roster? 
and these two guys are suspended, it makes it an easy choice for the team. Do you hear what the XFL said? They said, bet as many games as you want. Come on, Isaiah <laughs> Rogers, come on. This I'm Titans sure, guy. yeah, yeah. How many other That's bets? extreme football, <laughs> do, you know, right? do you know what? I, 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 I'm looking at the NFL's, like, new, the, the key rules, right? And I know, six commandments. yeah, the six <laughs> commandments. And I know we had talked about how, oh, it's easy for a guy to just avoid the sports book, right? Like, you know, you're in a sports book, but what about the Raiders? Isn't there, like, isn't there like an arena sports book? Yeah, well, I'm just saying, like, well, there are certain uh, facilities that do have sports books you inside can the go, stadium. You can go into a casino without going into the sports book. True, but what if you walk into the wrong entrance? Right. Now you have, yeah, now you, 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 the easiest parking at the Westgate is through the sports book. Yeah. That's but, how you get there. But I do think that, like, I, I, I think. You park on the south. You, you walk into the side of the south point. You're going right through the sports book. I think if you walk through that entrance at the, sir. at the south point, you get through and you immediately take a left to the poker room. Chris Andrews is like, that's Devontae Adams. I don't think they're going to be like, he came to our sports book. Yeah. Like, as long as you don't interact at the, at the counter, I think yeah. you're probably okay. That's the thing about this $1,000 bet. Everything could be innocent and just pleading ignorance 25 50 bucks with your friends the thousand dollar bet in another state how many other of his friends if i got a tip for my nfl player friend on a bet that involves his team i'm betting a thousand dollars on it and i'm telling my friend to bet a thousand dollars on it and i got news over for and you. over you might think like a thousand dollars isn't a lot on a player prop it's the max in the That's nfl probably the max set max you, bet, there, yeah. i don't limit, know limit of a, bet. i don't know of a casino in this country where you can get down more than a thousand dollars on a player prop so he's decided like 25, 25. It's almost like, you know, Fez teaches card counting and uh, like he's taught me, he's taught you. And it's like when the count's plus six and you take your, your bet from $50 to table maximum, <laughs> you might be a pro. Yeah. <laughs> you're not going to be able to play at that table for very long. Like they're going to figure you out. And it seems like that's what he did. He, he just kind of said, this is my all in spot. I'm going for it. Yeah. And I always, I mean, like I said on yesterday's show, it seems almost wild that someone who's got a job that's paying them millions of dollars a year, that somehow it's worth it to them to to risk $1,000 on a, a sports wager. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, the, the I guess money's money, and everybody wants more of it. And Isaiah Rogers said, hey, I bet I can get some easy money here. And... Uh, now he's lost some money. League minimum this year, $750,000. He'll make less than that now. Well, I think he's, you know, trying to get his, trying to make get his friends some money. May, well, maybe that's the people. I'm yeah. just saying, listen, instead of them mooching off of him, he just says, listen, why don't you bet on their tail of rushing guards, okay? <laughs> then stop asking me for money. Yeah, yeah that's a good idea. Like his, his uncle Uncle Charles calls him, and he's like, yeah. Charles, listen, unk. <laughs> Just just bet on this under. Like, we're not running the ball this week. We're going to be down by 40. We're chucking it, baby. Uh, either way, and again, I don't, I, don't, I don't know if it was an over or under. I thought maybe I, I saw that it was an over, but maybe I was wrong. It, it was an over or under. They didn't specify what it was. So, uh, but, yeah, this is – and I, I kind of defended this yesterday. I defended the whole, the whole lot of these guys. Mm -hmm. And then when the details came out today on what it was, it's like, yeah, I, I can't really feel bad for this guy. Like, this is – this is as blatant of a violation as mm -hmm. he could have made. That's why it's weird that the Titans guy gets half the punishment. Well, we don't know if it's going to be a year or longer. The Titans guy, pun that, punishment, that punishment feels. This is not half the, half the season yet. That punishment feels like overkill to me. But again, not on NFL games and legal and legal and legal and more or less yeah. legal in the state. The only thing that he did wrong was he did it in the Titans facility. Could have done it at the parking lot. Something to consider. 
Cam Robinson, the right tackle for the Jacksonville Jaguars, also suspended yep, yesterday. Yep, yep. But that's for PEDs. For PEDs. Mm-hmm. He got four games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which helps him more. In, yeah, a game, in a game where there's violent collisions and you could actually hurt someone and you're juiced up out of your mind, that guy got four games. The guy that bet on Olympic water polo got six. It just doesn't feel it doesn't feel right to me. James Harden has exercised his 35. No, he had. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I've seen that guy. No, he didn't. That starts about November. <laughs> James Harden has uh, opted in to his $35.6 million player option for the upcoming season. But that does not mean that he's going to play for the Philadelphia 76ers. Mackenzie, what is the latest on James Harden? Yeah, he wants out. This was an agreement. Not so that he would join the 40, uh, 76ers, but so that he would leave. And apparently the Clippers and the Knicks, Woj reports, are the favorites in the clubhouse. But either way, it's been very unlikely that he'll be back in Philadelphia the way this contract worked out. Does this surprise you, given that everything we hear about James Harden is about his relationship with Daryl Morey? He and yeah. Daryl Morey are so close, and, and Daryl does – he boy, does he love James Harden. Uh, it, it struck me as – Boy, this is a real statement by James Harden. When they're like, there's not a ton of guys left in the NBA who are like, you know, I'm a I'm a James Harden guy. Daryl Morey is a James Harden guy, and for him to, dem- I, I don't know if demand a trade is the right word, but for him to ask out, yeah, seems I, like although maybe a misstep. Although by James. maybe this is a a win win for both guys. Maybe this is the handshake agreement because. I don't think James Harden is getting $35 million a year if he tests free agency. And also, the Sixers aren't getting anything back in return if James Harden signs somewhere as a free agent. So if if Harden truly wanted to you know, maximize his value, Maury wants to get something in return, he says, hey, listen, James, take your money. You're going to get way more money this year than you were on the free market. And you're going to help us get like a draft picker or something in return. So thank you for helping me. And I'm going to help you by writing this check out for $35.6 million. Yeah, I wonder if there was a come to Jesus moment because James Harden could have been offered four years, $213 million by the 76ers. And no one thought that was going to happen. It, he's just not that player that you spend max money for. Well, that's what I'm saying. He wasn't going to get $35 million a year. But for 10 years, Daryl Morey's been telling this guy, you're the greatest offensive player I've ever seen. You're the most statistically brilliant player ever. At some point, he had to say, well, that's no longer true, James. I've, I've seen enough evidence where I'm going to have to amend my opinion. And uh, that, pro- that probably was a tough pill for Harden. That's to a tough follow. conversation yeah. to have, no doubt. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm also curious how it went down. But I do think that James getting away from getting away from Daryl Morey does sort of expose him a little bit because I don't know that I've ever heard Daryl say a negative thing about James Harden. And I don't know that there's any other human in the world who would just have only positive things to say about James Harden. I can tell you, like Chris Paul has plenty of things that, mm-hmm. although Chris Paul's a gentleman, he probably wouldn't say them out loud. Chris Paul thinks plenty of things about James Harden that he wouldn't say out loud. Uh, but this has been, like, like I said, a lifelong supporter of James Harden. So to, to walk away from that relationship he must have some real confidence that there's greener pastures out there. And I'm, I'm not sure that he's right. Do we have odds on Harden's next team? No, it's interesting. They took them down. Uh, Bet Online had these odds. So before the news, when Harden was still likely to opt out completely and test free agency, 
The Rockets were minus 400, Spurs plus 800, Clippers 9 to 1, Mavericks 10 to 1. The Rockets are officially off the table. They're not going to offer him a four year, $250 million deal when they're building around a young team, and they're not going to be able to trade for him. So, yeah, the, the Rockets fans on my, uh, my Twitter.com were very, very pleased that James Harden opted in and was expected to be traded because they knew that that meant yeah, the could, Rockets weren't an option. You're not going to trade and give up assets for a guy that you could have signed in free agency exactly. with all your cap space anyway. And plus, the Rockets are likely going to sign or they're going to pursue Fred Van Fleet and Kyle Kuzma as well as what we we uh, reporting on uh, pregame.com. Kuzma surprises me. Ime Adoke is going to be taken over at the Rockets. I see Fred Van Vliet as an undersized grinder, better on defense than you might expect, type of guy that would work with Adoka. Kuzma is like Hollywood. He seems very different from that vibe, and so does James Harden. No formal talks on a free agent deal can take place before 6 p.m. Eastern time today. Uh, Harden obviously going to collect his $35.6 million, the player option that was due yesterday, but... Where will he play this season? So the, there's no odds up. Mackenzie, you mentioned the Clippers and the Knicks. Talk to me about the fit uh, for for either of those teams. So the Knicks were a good offensive team, a surprisingly, shockingly good offensive team with seemingly no good offensive players. They did it with Brunson <laughs> and a bunch of offensive rebounders. You're breaking McKenzie's or you're breaking a Scott's heart here, McKenzie. <laughs> like he's like, what do you mean no good? That's uh, that's room for upside. They so had, they, Julius Randle is a three point threat. <laughs> He was in the three-point contest. However, I don't know if that... <laughs> and he would have won, too! <laughs> if he would have been able to shoot better. So that, that, that breaks up their offensive payload to J- Jalen Brunson and James Harden. You still have a lot of scrappy guys. I don't think you need Julius Randle. I said it during the playoffs that he's a replaceable guy. Obi uh, Toppin could do much of that scrappy work. Uh, so it works there. The Clippers one is really interesting to me because they already have Russell Westbrook, uh, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard ostensibly. Whether all three of those guys are back, I'd be surprised, but it wouldn't shock me. Uh, so maybe there's some salary cap filler that, that could work. You, you flip Russell Westbrook for a pick that the, the Sixers do. Um, but man, that, that takes a lot of the balls out of the hand. <laughs> it takes a lot of the ball out of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. I don't really see that fit from a basketball perspective. Although, remember, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are rarely yeah, if, on the floor. If they're on the court, then, then it might be a problem. Otherwise, I mean, his, history says it won't be a problem. In that well, case. what if what if Paul George is being traded for James Harden? I could see it. I think that, that that arguably works for both sides, where Harden somehow, despite not exercising till November every year, rarely gets hurt. Paul George gets hurt every year. Um, and I, I see that work as Paul George is a second fiddle in Philadelphia. I think that he probably has less of an ego, uh, willing to do more of the dirty work, defensive work. In I mean, the fact that he played with Kawhi Leonard tells you that. Yeah, he yeah. signed up for that. He was very amped for that. Same with when Russell Westbrook came. He kind of wants to be that 3 and D guy that's also a superstar, but not really. All right, successful trade via the ESPN trade machine. James Harden and DeAndre Melton for Paul George. I think that helps both sides. I mean, obviously the Sixers, their odds went from 12 to 1 to 15 to 1. Slight downgrade, but if they were able to replace that like for like, that's that's a net upgrade from where they were coming into the offseason. I think it helps both sides if you assume that Paul George isn't going to be healthy. Right, right. Because Paul George, a healthy Paul George right now, to me, is a better player than James Harden. Yeah, and I shouldn't say it helps both sides. It helps the problem that both sides are it, dealing it with. It makes sense for both yeah, sides. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree with that. It, it's, it, But with the Clippers every year, it's like, who's going to be healthy, who's not? I, I think really every decision that they make comes down to who's going to be on the floor, who's not going to be available this year. And, and that's... that's and rightfully so. That's the way their decision should be made because that's what's been proven to uh, to be accurate. I don't even know what the Knicks could offer. Here's a trade. Julius Randle would be involved. Really? Because sure, yeah. here's a trade that works out. 
Evan Fournier and Mitchell Robinson. Straight up for James Harden? For James Harden. I'll do it. If but I'm, I'm New York, I'll do of that. Of course you're in New York if you do that, but why would the Sixers ever do that? I feel like Fournier is just the salary filler. I mean, the guy doesn't play, but he makes $18 million. But if you're going to send Julius Randle, it's like you have to throw something else in. You're not going to throw a center in because unless you do want to throw a center in so they have somebody that can take the payload off of uh, off of Embiid, so maybe it is Mitchell Robinson and Julius Randle, but that that, that even fails. That but, that puts the Sixers. Uh, oh, it's a mid-level exemption. You can't do that. I think something to really consider for the the Knicks is the Knicks wouldn't give up R.J. Barrett or Julius Randle for Donovan Mitchell. If you're not going to give those guys up for a guy, a player who's in his prime. Like, are you going to do it for a, an aged out superstar? That doesn't that doesn't make much sense, does it? That's a good point, and they probably it's probably not as expensive because Harden officially wants out of Philadelphia. Mm. Maybe they can do it for their twenty twenty four first round pick and some of those expensive players that aren't very good. And Maybe on top, that's how the deal, yeah, deal just match, match the salary by trading Fournier and and somebody else. Maybe even trade Barrett. Well, Maybe you get rid of R J Barrett. And on top of that, if they didn't want to trade R J Barrett and Julius Randle last year. Coming off their most successful season in some time. Not trading Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett for, for Donovan Mitchell kind of worked out for the Knicks this year. Both you, you those beat them in the playoffs. Both those players played well, and Donovan Mitchell wasn't exactly, uh, you know, the all-NBA player. Well, I think he was technically an all-NBA I was going to say, I think he actually was an all-NBA what, player. third team? Okay, what, what team, what team was R.J. Barrett on? <laughs> right. doesn't count. And that that's R.J. Barrett was literally the holdup there, so... I, I mean, I, second I, team, by the way. Second I, team. It's like it's like when uh, Costanza goes. You know, do you, you guys want to you guys want to talk about jerseys or you want to you want to win ball games? And like we, we won, won the, the World, World Series. Series last year, and he turns around and he goes, in six games. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that must have been a golden moment in New York. Yeah. Championship after championship, Seinfeld episode after Seinfeld episode. What it's a like life. Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Second team. <laughs> I mean, the playoffs kind of changed the narrative, but the Cavs had a really good regular season. Donovan Mitchell was like a steal for most of the year. Then the Knicks beat him in the playoffs and you got to reassess. Mm. Where else, if you had to pick a team, a dark horse team, to land James Harden, who would you put out there? I could see the Dallas Mavericks. I, I could see Kyrie Irving wanting to go back to the East Coast in Philadelphia, a little sign and trade action. I could see the Dallas Mavericks work. I'm R.J. Bell, and I'm going to give you some straight talk. Now, there's two types of people that try to be healthy. One is the fanatics. They're the types that show up in Vegas, and they got a water bottle, and they got, like, a celery chopped up. And let's forget about them because I'm nothing like them. And you know what? I know a lot of them love AG1, but I'm not speaking to them. You guys got it covered. You know AG1's good. I'm talking about the people who try, but they're not perfect with it. And to me, that's what makes AG1 perfect is you can have a big dinner and maybe eat a little too much. Maybe have that glass of wine or that beer. You're not feeling great. Next morning, you have the AG1 and all of a sudden you're back feeling good. And to me, if you can have that as your home base in a way, that, that center, that equator, that center that you can return to at any time with just a nice drink and feel healthy, well... I love it. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash rjbell. That's drinkag1.com slash rjbell. Check it out. DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, just dropped a brand new fantasy app, Pick 6. 
Now, what's different about this thing? I was never a big fantasy guy. You know why? Is I always worried, you know, who's on the other side? Who am I playing against with pick six? You're not going against another player or players. You're going against the bookmaker. You're going against the number that they put up. So all you got to do is pick between two and six NFL players and choose if they're going to have more or less of the stat that interests you. Download DraftKings Pick 6 app now and sign up with code RJ. That's code RJ. Only at DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. But age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date lists of states, please visit dkng.com slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com. The Texas Rangers infield is going to be the American League infield for Ooh. the All-Star game, with the exception of first base. Uh, catcher Jonah Heim, third baseman Josh Jung, shortstop Corey Seager, second baseman Marcus Simeon are all-star starters for the American League. Yandy Diaz will be the first baseman from the Tampa Bay Rays. So four Texas Rangers are all-star starters. Uh, how legit is that? How, I mean, how many of these guys are deserving all-star starters, or at least in the conversation? Like for Jonah them? Hyman, for example. Jonah like, Jonah Hyman's not even the, like, he's not even the full-time catcher. This is yeah, the, he is. Oh, is. He's their top catcher. And Mitch Garver's getting, been getting more starts in the last couple of weeks than Jonah Heim has. Mm, uh, no, maybe that's just because of injury or, or, or you know, whatever is going on. But, yeah, I mean, the one that it really surprises me is Adolis Garcia, who leads the American leads Major League Baseball with 66 RBIs. He's going to be an All Star, but he's not, not an All Star starter. Like because some Rangers ahead of him for some reason. He is though on the Rangers. Oh. <laughs> Saying he's he's not an All Star starter because the All Star uh, outfield because is Mike say, Trout. Let's say what it is. Aaron Judge is an All Star starter. Yes, Aaron Judge, <laughs> Randy Arozarena, Mike Trout. But here's what's going to happen. Judge is not going to be able to be a starter, and it'll likely be um, it'll likely be Adolis Garcia. I bet it's not. I bet it's someone who's not a Texas Ranger, like that they plug in that spot. No. Right now in the American League, if you just look at like the top OPS guys, that's not a, a not an uh, All Star starter okay. in the outfield. So we're talking about it's Otani. Otani's going to be the DH, right? So it's Trout. Arena and Judge. Arena, good. Fifth in the league in OPS, right? Trout is Mike Trout. He's sixth in the league in OPS. The next outfielder, maybe Luis Robert. That's what I was going to say. It's of, not like he's of Chicago. Behind. Luis Robert, but he's batting 271. You don't think they uh, – Julio Rodriguez is batting like 240. You don't think they'd love know, to, to wedge him into that game? What about Austin Hayes from Baltimore? I, all I'm saying a is tremendous season. when you've got four starters from one team – Yeah. And someone's out, you don't want to put a fifth starter from that, mm. particularly when it's the Texas Rangers. We're not talking about the L.A. Dodgers, the New York Yankees, the Boston Red Sox. It's yeah. the Texas Rangers. Well, the National League will see several Dodgers. Freddie Freeman at first base. They will have J.D. Martinez, the designated hitter, and Mookie Betts in the outfield. The Braves will have Sean Murphy at catcher, Orlando Arcia at shortstop, and Ronald Acuna in the outfield. Nolan Arenado, your all-star starter from the Cardinals at third base. And Corbin Carroll, 
getting the start in the outfield for the Diamondbacks. The rookie sensation uh, is going to be a starter in the All-Star game. That's just awesome for him. Uh, All-Star game is going to be fun. It's going to be in Seattle, T-Mobile Park. Home run derby is going to be fun. We'll get to the odds on that coming up uh, as we get closer and closer to the event and we find out who is actually in the event. We do know that Julio Rodriguez will be the hometown hero in the home run derby. It's a pitcher's park, right? Harder to hit home runs out of? Um, Is it harder to hit home runs? I mean, it's Seattle. Is, yeah, I guess Seattle's an under ballpark. Not trying to th- throw cold water in the situation. I'm just trying to make some money here. Is there a is there a player in the National League that you're surprised not to see on the starting list? Because I'm surprised not to see Fernando Tatis. Yeah, but with all the bad blood that he has had over the suspension and whatnot, I don't think he gets the votes. I mean, I guess like I think of the All Star game, particularly when it's vote, like it's it's voted on. Yeah, I thought Bryce Harper would get there. Fernando Tatis is like one of the most fun players in all of baseball. Sure. That's why that's which is why I mentioned Julio Rodriguez. Like, you'd think the game would want their young mm-hmm. stars that's to true. be on display. Well, if I, that's the case, I mean, put uh, put Jazz Chisholm in the All-Star game because that guy is the, one of the most fun players to watch. Yeah, Ellie De La Cruz. <laughs> yeah, Ellie, well, how come Ellie De La Cruz is not an All-Star? <laughs> Why not? Uh, ballpark factors, the Mariners, yeah, uh, one of the worst hitters ballparks in, in Major League Baseball. As far as home runs are concerned, though, Seattle ranks right now middle of the road, about okay. 18th in Major League Baseball in ballpark pack factors. So my knee-jerk under on the home runs might be, yeah, do a little more work. Yeah. Uh, so, but it is as far as overall hitting, not great, but home runs middle of the road, uh, in the home run derby, we know that we have Julio Rodriguez. We also will have Vladimir Guerrero jr. In the home run derby. So about the polar bear. We have two participants. I don't know if Alonzo will do it. (laughs) I saw again. I saw a video of him yesterday where, uh, it's it, it said Pete Alonso tries to get he tries to get everything around him pregnant like his celebration <laughs> is always hip thrusts and uh, like he does it on the rail of the dugout he does it in group hug settings it's very it's very strange I but think I mean he has a problem I he might he, I, I don't know but it, that's his that's his favorite way to celebrate Pete Alonso uh, 2019 and 2021 home run I want to see him champion given out right here on the show by Sleepy J six to one that second year. As did I. Ridiculous odds. I gave it out. Gave it out say, I think I gave him out on SOV uh, back oh, yeah. on the Fox Actually, yeah, days. no, he did. I, yeah. Sleepy J texted me, but I think we made it an I, official I, I, gave, I gave it out. I bet right it. I, I said he's the one that goes out and tries to win the event. He's got the experience in the event. Uh, Alonzo was, yeah, he was the, the best bet in 2021 at Coors Field. So on Sunday, they'll announce the reserves, and they will announce the starting pitchers. Mm-hmm. What is your guess for the starters for each league. I've got my guess. I just want to hear yours. Shane McClanahan in the American League. Okay. And Zach Gowan in the National League. I think it's Shane McClanahan in the American League. Mm-hmm. Clayton Kershaw in the National League. Whew. That's interesting. Kershaw and Gowan both have 10 wins, right? Kershaw's half a run better in ERA. Yep. Gallon's 10 and, and 2, Kershaw's 10 and 4. And he plays for the Dodgers. And he does play for the Dodgers. <laughs> and name recognition, he's top exactly. five in the MLB. Yeah. Like, and it, it would be it, something to have it, him in Like, there. It, when, when MLB or ESPN, whoever, where I, I guess the game's on Fox or ESPN, I don't know what it's on. But when they put up the, the two pitchers, like having Clayton right. Kershaw yeah. there and Kershaw, mm-hmm. it's like that's a big deal for MLB. Major League Baseball ERA leader is Shane McClanahan. Bryce Elder of the Braves, second in ERA at 244. Followed by Marcus Stroman and Framber Valdez. Clayton Kershaw is number five. 
So that'll be fun. Uh, can't wait for that. We're going to do a lot of fun stuff around the Major League Baseball All-Star break. Dodgers uh, uh, last night had a delay in Colorado. There was a hailstorm. It's crazy. In Colorado last night. Like, this was... It's June 29th yesterday. Like, how's that happening? Dude, the, there was ice on the field. Like, it looked like it snowed. That's... It, it, more than two feet of hail dropped at Coors Field. Like, look at this picture yeah. of... They're making snow angels. Look at this. This is... That's crazy. This is ice, though. They were ice pellets. Like, the people were in the press box. It was so loud. They were like, this is scary. But, yeah, uh, a bunch of ice that dropped a hailstorm in Colorado. and But the Dodgers, they were fine with the delay because they just put an offensive smacking on the Rockies last night. Let's take a look at what's on, what's on deck here. See, a little baseball pun oh, on deck funny. for Major League Baseball today. We got one afternoon game. That's the Friday afternoon start at Wrigley Field. Justin Steele will get the start for the Cubbies. And Cal Quantrill goes for the Guardians. The Cubs are minus 165. The Padres just keep losing. Now losers of five straight games after getting swept on the road by the Pirates. They head to Cincinnati to take on the Reds. Seth Lugo gets a start for San Diego. Graham Ashcraft for the Reds. And the Padres are minus 140. AJ, you want to lay 140 on the road with a team that lost five straight games? Uh. I am not thrilled to, but it, I, I wouldn't bet on Cincinnati in this game. I feel like the, the Padres are better than what they've been playing. It's got to fix itself at some point, right? Padres, one of the most underachieving teams this year. Reds, one of the most overachieving mm -hmm, teams. Mm -hmm. Feels like Padres are probably the right side. Total in this one is 11. The Nationals <laughs> are at the Phillies. Josiah Gray goes for D.C. Christopher Sanchez getting the start for Philadelphia. Phillies are minus 175. Pablo Lopez takes the mound for the Twins in Baltimore against the Orioles. Dean Kramer gets the start for the O's. This is minus 110 both ways. Brewers are at the Pirates. Osvaldo Beto for Pittsburgh. Freddie Peralta for Milwaukee. The Brew Crew, minus 140 road favorites. Jose Barrios on the mound for the Blue Jays as they host the Red Sox. James Paxton goes for Boston. The Blue Jays are a minus 140 home favorite. Alex Cobb returns from the out to start for the Giants in New York against the Mets and Carlos Carrasco. The Giants are minus 125 against the Mets. I, I don't know if the Giants should be a, a road favorite here, but you, but you can't have Mets. exactly. You can't have any confidence betting on the Mets right now. They fell a season high nine games under 500 with their loss last night to the Brewers. Starling Marte left the bases loaded, stranded in the ninth inning with a chance to tie the game or win the game. They had a 2-0 lead. Scherzer pitched well. They blow the lead. They lose the game 3-2. Just another loss for the New York Mets. Astros are at the Rangers, and I know it's crazy to say that this is like a, a key series because it's only, you know, June 30th, but... It's getting late early for the Houston Astros, who are falling further and further back in the standings. And the Rangers, minus 155 favorites at home against the Astros. John Gray on the mound for Texas. Ronald Blanco for Houston. AJ, when was the last time you saw the Rangers minus 155 over the Houston Astros? Basically, the entire time I lived in Houston, the Rangers did not beat the Astros. Yeah. I mean, it was as bad as lopsided of a rivalry as you can get. 
Uh, so to see them at minus 160-ish favorites, mm-hmm. like that is uh, it's numbers you didn't see very often back in the day. Nope. Tigers are at the Rockies. Michael Lorenzen goes for Detroit. Austin Gomber for Colorado. Detroit's minus 115. Dodgers will send Bobby Miller to the mound in KC against the Royals. This was supposed to be Jordan Lyles' start, but I think here Jordan Lyles He's said, tired after that win. Well, that's what I think. I think he won the game. And now he wants to relish in that win a little bit longer. Yeah, and he's like, I need, I, you know what? I need more time to, 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 to see that my last start was a W. Because my kids are looking at me like I'm yeah. a winner. He's a, I'm a winner. Scratch, not a loser. Scratch from the start with an illness. Uh, They're not feeling well. Yeah. Alec Marsh will be his replacement. Dodgers are minus 210. Yankees are at the Cardinals. Luis Severino on the hill for the Bombers. Matthew Libertor for St. Louis. This is minus 110 both ways. Arizona is at the Angels. Tommy Henry goes for the Diamondbacks. Griffin Canning for L.A. Angels minus 145. Shane McClanahan. He'll take the mound for the Rays in Seattle against the Mariners. Bryce Miller goes for Seattle. The Rays minus 135. Seems like a low price for Shane. You're not going to get much better of a price on Shane McClanahan this year. So I'd say I I think there's value there. Low total of seven and a half. Elsewhere, the A's will host the White Sox. Luis Medina will go for the A's. White Sox, not sure of their pitching situation just yet. Marlins are at the Braves, and it's going to be Brian Hoeing for Miami. Atlanta hasn't decided what they're doing with their pitching situation. It's probably going to be Michael Soroka who's going to get the call up to get the start for this one for the Braves, uh, the Marlins. They're like, what, five games back, six games back of the Braves in the uh, National League East? So an important series for them if they want to gain some ground in the standings. UFC this weekend, Saturday on ESPN, ESPN Plus, uh, starting at 4 o'clock. The prelims, 4 o'clock Eastern time, 1 o'clock Pacific. The main event, Sean Strickland, in Abu Magomedov. And that's where I'm going to go for my best bet here. Strickland has only lost to the top-tier guys. Even when he's lost those fights, they've been fairly close, with the exception of Alex Pereira blowing through him. I certainly don't think Magomedov can do that. Magomedov never been in a five-round fight. Strickland's a veteran of them. The longer fights play into the strength of Strickland. He's Mm. a a super-high-output guy. He doesn't throw with a ton of heat. He wears you down, beats you up as your gas tank starts to empty. Magomedov has spent a total of 19 seconds in the UFC cage. Now he's being asked to main event in a five-round fight against a guy that is perfectly happy to go five rounds with him. I think this is a uh, there, there's some value here on Sean Strickland. I, I think you can look at this one of two ways. You can just you could take Strickland straight at minus one forty five. That's available right now, uh, or you can play Strickland to win by decision at plus two hundred. You can get out there. That's the way I'm looking right now. Uh, as the line has kind of shifted away, it's shifted further towards Strickland. Uh, I think if you want to make some, you want to have some value on it. The way to get at it is for him to win by decision. So I'm going to go with the veteran, Sean Strickland, winning by decision, plus 200 in the main event on Saturday. What would you make of the announcement uh, by Dana White talking about, I believe it was the uh, Shevchenko rematch coming up uh, this fall? Yeah, this is uh, it's great news for Vegas. I mean, it's a big fight on a, uh, a Mexican holiday uh, is that's what Dana White is kind of selling it around. I don't know that it's – I mean, I guess because Shevchenko lost, it, it makes it easy to to run the rematch as a main event. Mm. 
I don't know that it's like a pack the house type fight, but okay. it's a solid fight. And I imagine that like usually when you don't have a a super mega main event, that means they usually stack the main card. So there should be there should be a ton of good fights on that card. And and I know Kelvin Gaslam fighting Rachmanov, who's undefeated. That's that should be a fun fight, uh, good test for Rachmanov. So I, I imagine that full card, the at least the main card will be loaded. So the next week. Volkanovski Rodriguez. That's a big fight. Huge fight. Huge fight. Uh, both of them are champs. Yeah, uh, Rodriguez and Volkanovski to unify the featherweight title. Uh, Volkanovski, if you remember, went up a weight class and and fought the 155 pound champion Islam Makhachev. Uh, came up just short in one of the best fights of the year so far. While he was up, they did an interim title between Yair Rodriguez and Josh Emmett. Yair Rodriguez winner by triangle choke. And now these guys are going to go at it mm. and decide if Alex Volkanovsky is still the undisputed featherweight champion of the world. So that's that should be a great fight. Yarod Rega is one of the best young fighters, and Volkanovsky about as steady as they come. So that's, that's, a, that's a war for sure. Sterling O'Malley, August 19th. Is that the biggest fight of the year? No, it's not. Okay. Uh, I mean, it'll do a lot of pay-per-views. Probably, yeah, because O'Malley's so popular. O'Malley's a big star, but uh, it's still TBD if O'Malley is a, a fight. If his mm. fight game is as great as his star power. All right. And then uh, October 21st, yet to be announced, UFC 294 TBD versus TBD. Give me TBD there. You're going to have to lay the juice. No, I want the TBD with plus money. Oh, all right. Well, in that case... <laughs> Make sure you guys are going to pregame.com and checking out all the incredible discounts and offers we have available for you, whether it is a daily best bet package that you can take some money off of or the bridge to football package being promoted right now at pregame.com. You're asking, what is that? Well, you get every pick from your favorite pregame pro all the way until the Hall of Fame game of the NFL preseason. So it's a little over a month. You get that for the price of Less than a month. It's a great deal for you. The Bridge to Football package available right now at pregame.com. It is the weekend. You can get a weekend or all-access package. But guess what? We'll do even one better. It's 4th of July weekend, which means you get a holiday weekender all-access package. That's going to take you Friday, Saturday, Sunday. After Sunday is Monday. After Monday is 4th of July. That's that's it. It gets over then. Well, yeah, it's the holiday. Yeah. yeah, we don't give out the day after the holiday. No, it's just the holiday. Yeah, that's right? an underrated Godfather quote, by the way. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> Friday. She skips Thursday. She doesn't know Thursday yet. <laughs> Here's what we're gonna do for you. If you want to purchase that package or any other package at pregame.com, you can take twenty percent off using the promo code Baseball Twenty. Baseball 20 will get you 20% off anything at pregame.com. That's for you, the listeners of this podcast. For Mackenzie Rivers and AJ Hoffman, I'm Scott Seidenberg. We are straight out of Vegas AM.